This is Kyle's Comments, episode 23, for March 25th, 2016. Roaring like a lion. Hello everyone, welcome to Kyle's Comments, the podcast. I am Robert Kyle. How is everybody doing this week? It is doing, doing pretty good. I am pretty much gotten over the cold, like... I had last week, so I'm doing good. I might hear, or actually, you probably won't hear me because I'll probably be editing it out, some of the coughing, but uh, it's a great weekend. Why? Well, it's Easter weekend, the weekend we get to celebrate the crucifixion, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And this week's episode is titled Roaring Like a Lion, not just because it's been windy here in Oklahoma in the last couple of weeks, or the last couple of days, but because of the lyrics in the song, God's Not Dead by the Newsboys. God's not dead, he's surely alive. He's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. Uh, Hope everybody gets to go to whatever fellowship and uh, you, you are led to and celebrate the resurrection of our Lord this weekend. Um, we did have another kind of celebration this past weekend. Uh, it was the 125th birthday for the city of Yukon. I did get to go to some parts of it. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, I did have one minor little issue though. Uh, for lunch, I went to the, the setup where they had the food trucks and uh, where they had uh, they had the uh, check the lights. A uh, good uh, guy by the name of Paul Francel, who I've I would rather stay on his uh, good side because he's a power lifter and I would not want him to body slam me if I pissed him off. So he he has a great that that's a great restaurant that's opening up in. Uh, Yukon soon. In the meantime, they've got a food truck floating around uh, where they have, you know, make the standard uh, kolaches and everything. Plus, they also make some other food. You know, it's good. And a couple other food trucks. One thing they didn't have at that at the area where the food trucks was seating. Yeah, uh, somebody either didn't think about it or they thought about it and didn't. Or tried to call somebody and somebody dropped the ball or something. There were no picnic tables or tables and chairs for people to sit out and have their food. So maybe for next time, somebody can get on that. That would be great. Uh, there were some other good parts of town. Like you go to certain businesses, they give you this bingo card, and you have to go to certain businesses, let them, uh, you know, uh, initial it and everything. Uh, among the places they went, uh, one faith boutique out of, in, in uh, downtown Yukon. Um, matter of fact, most of these were on Main Street, the in the area of Main Street. There was there was one other one that moved out like further out behind the uh, Loves on near 
uh, Vandermitt and Garth Brooks, or Main Street and Garth Brooks, rather. Uh, I did have to go clear out of the way of that. But anyway, um, everything was well done. Uh, I didn't stay for the Green Chili Kitchen thing, Green Chili Kitchen batch, Bash, but... Uh, it was a, it was pretty nice, except for that one, one more thing. But other than that, and I got to uh, see the folks from Spray Can Creative, who also uh, deals with, um, also has the website UConsBest.com. Free plug for them. Uh, tell them Rob sent you from, Robert sent you from Kyle's comments. Um, pretty nice little nook there on. Route 66 on Main Street there in Yukon. And uh, some other news concerning our fair city. I'll talk about that in news and views also. Speaking of what we're going to be talking about, um, there was a report on CBS News that uh, the king of rock and roll might, the, might just finally be going away from Las Vegas or the influence of the king might be going away from Las Vegas. We'll talk about that. Also, March Madness continues. Sweet 16 uh, starts tonight as of this recording. Uh, OU gets to take on Texas A&M. Um, OSU names their new head basketball coach. I'll tell you a little bit about him. Also, in uh, TV news, a follow-up to a story we've been following about uh, who will be replacing Michael Weatherly on NCIS. Uh, they've named a They've named the person to play his replacement. And uh, some Oklahoma media news, including a wedding in television news. We'll talk about that as well. But uh, all the ways you can contact me, you can contact me at, on email, rjkeilok at gmail.com. Facebook, I am at facebook.com slash rjkyle. Twitter, at RJ Kyle. And by the way, it's spelled K-E-I-L. Make sure it's E-I, not I-E. Well, something for the librarians there in Utah. Um, Instagram, RJ, K-E-I-L-O-K. And on the written blog, which I haven't gotten to in a while, but I need to post something, maybe. RJ, K-E-I-L-O-K dot blogspot dot com. I did want to remind you, uh, since it's yeah, pretty much coming up, um, C.H. Armstrong, Kathy Armstrong, she has a book out called The Edge of Nowhere, and she will be doing a book tour throughout the state. Uh, starts in Ponca City, heads to, El, uh, heads to Jones, heads to uh, Southwestern Weatherford, and on April 5th at 7 o'clock, she will be at the Mabel C. Fry, Mabel C. Fry Library, here in Yukon, and the next morning she'll be doing something at Yukon High. But uh, Tuesday, April 5th, 7 o'clock at Mabel C. Fry Library in Yukon. So if you're in the Yukon area in Canadian County, come on down. Meet her, get see the book, uh, The Edge of Nowhere, and everything. You'll have a blast. That is it on the uh, first section. First section of the podcast, when we come back, some news and views, including, like I said, some big news out of our fair city. And it's not good. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back to Kyle's Comments. I am Robert Kyle, and uh, day after we, uh, or a couple of days after we celebrated UConn's 125th birthday, uh, some interesting bit of news came out, and uh, not all good. While the state of, uh, this is from uh, News Channel 4, KFOR.com. While the state is in the midst of a major budget crisis, the city of Yukon is also facing a shortfall. Yukon City Council announced it discovered several financial issues related to mishandled, related to mishandled funds. Uh, officials said $1.3 million was taken from bond funds without city council's approval. Uh, yikes. Bond funds are meant to pay for general expenses for capital improvement projects around town. Also, twenty-five thousand bu- purchases over twenty-five thousand bucks are required to go out for competitive bid, but city employees were directed to go against that particular city ordinance. But wait, there's more. Officials said there also may be inaccuracies from past audits from the for the city of Yukon. Adding the 2015 audit will have to be redone, and the 2015-16 budget is accurate. Uh, they have brought in a forensic accountant, which think Abby Chuto only with money, not crime scene. May still be a crime scene. I don't know. Um, a forensic accountant said the city has been using using its reserves to pay expenses for several years. Now it doesn't have enough money to pay its bills for the rest of this fiscal year. And actually, nobody's actually talking about. Uh, nobody from the city is talking about this because it's you know still an ongoing investigation. As a, as a result of them not having paying the bills, city of Yukon is facing layoffs. May have to liquidate assets and borrow money to meet its obligations. Ah, uh, uh, the city's former accounting firm. Said it is too early to assess the extent of UConn's budget gaps, according to the according to Daryl White. We have been working with the new municipal consultant as the former municipal accounting consultant to provide information that would clarify the situation. And um, what is interesting, and I don't know if it, it is a tie-in. Like I said, the investigation is. You know, in the early stages and everything. As you may note, last uh, December, the former city manager, Grayson Bottom, decided to up and leave, decided to resign. And now they've brought in a different city manager who was the former city manager here in Yukon who was, who, uh, before he came back, was city manager up the road in Piedmont, Oklahoma. And from what I've heard, from seeing on message board, well, message boards, who uses message boards anymore? But the uh, groups I go to on Facebook, which Yukon uh, Happenings and Radio Free Yukon, and if you're listening from either one of those two groups, hello. Um, he wanted a pretty good, he had his own issues as city manager. Of course, I've only been here four months. I mean, everybody who's been here for 
you know, basically their whole life could probably tell me could pro- could probably tell me, uh, for lack of a better word, war stories about when he was city manager the first go around. That's just me. Uh, so it's going to be interesting how everything shakes out. And in the meantime, we still got a traffic light down the street from me. Maverick, right at the intersection, right outside of a part of the complex, that's still needing work because, you know, of stuff. And that's taken a while to get it fixed. So, it's going to be interesting how everything shakes out. Because, uh, I, lo- I mean, I've like I said, I've been here four months. I love this fair city. I love I loved the city of Yukon. Yukon has great people, you know, great amenities, great everything. I just don't want to see it go belly up because uh, somebody uh, tipped their, put their hand in the cookie jar one too many times. You know what I mean. So, like I said, this is a very, very early on investigation. We'll see how that goes. And hopefully there won't be any criminal charges. If there are, oh, let's just spray it. And, you know, no, I, I won't get. I'll stop right there. Um, another interesting story this week, and it, matter of fact, it just came out today, as of this recording. This is from uh, CBS News. The title of the headline is, Is Sin City Ready to Leave Elvis Presley Behind? What? Yeah. For decades, the Las Vegas Strip has been home to some of the biggest acts in entertainment. Today, performers like Celine Dion, Jennifer Lopez, and Britney Spears play shows for weeks, and Garth Brooks there for a little while too, bringing crowds and cash to Sin City. But for that, they can say thanks to Elvis. According to Sean McBurney, a general manager of Caesars Palace, Elvis really set the stage for artists to come to Las Vegas at the peak of their career and play for an extended period of time. The Rat Pack, among others. Uh, We have so many artists that followed his way, but make no mistake, it started with Elvis. When when, uh, Elvis sang Viva Las Vegas in his 1964 movie, it became the city's unofficial theme song. The King's persona has been... A symbol of the city's excess, and uh, of course, former Las Vegas mayor Oscar Goodman and his wife prefer to be driven by Elvis. But recently, there are signs that Vegas is leaving Elvis behind, according to and this report from uh, CBS News's John Blackstone. Uh, Guy who's been a Elvis impersonator. His name is Mark Rumpfler. He said, "There's going to come a time when there's going to be one or two Elvis left out here, and it's going to be all there is to it." This year has this year business is down pretty steep. Uh, Rumpfler, he who uh, is an Elvis impersonator and does you know officiates weddings as Elvis. Uh, 
Rumpler said, we have about 15% of our weddings as Elvis was a year ago, 40% of them. Uh, that's not the only place the Elvis brand appears to be all shook up. Uh, the Viva Elvis Cirque du Soleil show was canceled in 2012 after a relatively short run. And, a, uh, and an Elvis Museum exhibit closed last month because of poor attendance. On the Vegas Strip, there are only two all-Elvis-themed shows still playing. The star is energetic and the audience enthusiastic, but it didn't hide the fact that Elvis fans aren't as young as they used to be. And uh, I don't think there are any 20-year-old Elvis fans that I don't know of. Uh, with the nightclubs and the day clubs that we have in this market, I think you're going to see a younger... You're seeing a younger crowd be attracted to Las Vegas because of these amenities. The notion that you see Elvis impersonators walking up and down the strip is cliched and inaccurate. So, Elvis may, uh, Elvis may have uh, left the building for good. Of course, don't tell the guy that runs the Fat Elvis Diner here in Yukon that. Yeah, uh, yeah there's a guy... He was an Elvis impersonator, and he has a and he has a restaurant here in Yukon called Fat Elvis, E L V U S, Diner. So anyway, that's it on the news section. I would ask, I would ask to you know everybody to pray for Yukon. Maybe we can you know pray for Yukon. Maybe you know pray for wisdom for the forensic accountant and everything. Probably about the only thing you can do besides shopping in Yukon. I'm sure Kinley will, you know, kindly remind me to let everybody know to shop in Yukon to help this shortfall or whatever. Anyway, I, I you know, Yukon Chamber of Commerce, Kinley Ferris, she's a great one. She's a great woman. Great go-getter. So... This message brought to you by the Yukon Chamber of Commerce. And we'll be right back with sports news after this. How sweet it is to be still playing in the... NCAA basketball tournament. Welcome back to Kyle's comments. I am Robert Kyle. Yeah, and yes, the Sweet 16, as of this recording, starts tonight. And one of the teams involved, of course, the Sooners of the University of Oklahoma. They will be taking on the Texas A&M Aggies. Of course, that would be old rivals from the Big 12 days. Other games going on in the. Uh, Tournament, the Oregon Ducks will be taking on Duke. Good luck with that one. Uh, this will be the West Region in Anaheim, California. Um, South Region in Louisville. Kansas and Maryland and Miami and Villanova. Uh, in the East Region. Uh, okay, the East Region will be on Friday. Um... North Carolina and Indiana and Notre Dame and Wisconsin and in the Midwest region, excuse me, in Chicago, Virginia and Iowa State and Gonzaga and Notre Dame. 
So those are those are the teams in the Sweet 16 this week, and the uh, looking at one more, looking at uh, hopefully going on to the Final Four, which is in Houston. Houston means that I'm one game closer to you. Um, so good luck to all the teams, especially to the Sooners this week, and hopefully you'll be two-stepping your way to Houston. Uh, while OSU may not be in the NCAA tournament, they have been making some news this past week. Uh, for one, getting rid of um, Travis Ford after a pretty not very good year. And uh, they have made their hire quick in uh, naming Brad Underwood as their head coach. Why I say so quick, he was in the NCAA tournament coaching Stephen F. Austin, uh, Stone Cold Stephen F. Austin, and then losing to Notre Dame, one of the teams in the Sweet 16. And uh, as soon as they lost, you know, the coach um, had resigned to take over at Oklahoma State. So in the, this past week, they had an introductory press conference for Brad Underwood. Um, he's kind of, in a way, a part of the OSU uh, legacy, as it were, because he played under Jack Hartman at Kansas State. Uh, the last few years of Hartman's coaching thing uh, career at Kansas State, whom he himself, Jack Hartman, played under Oklahoma State basketball coaching legend, Mr. I Mr. Hank Iba. So kind of like kind of the Iba coaching tree to a certain extent. So um, they had the introductory press conference for him yesterday. Um, and he, he's looking forward to uh, coaching the coaching the current uh, uh, Cowboys while recruiting and getting to hopefully get some more into the corral, so to speak, as part of the OSU family. Um, and. That is pretty much it on sports news this week. Of course, Major League Baseball. Uh, there was a game this past week in Havana, Cuba, uh, between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Cuban national team. And it'll be interesting to see how many Cubans will be coming over to Major League Baseball now, especially with all the easing of the easing of the restrictions on travel and trade and everything else that Cuba has been under for the last half century. And it still reminds me of a, you know, the blog that I mentioned uh, made last year um, in which I likened it to, you know, a kid who had, who had been, who had picked me you know, who would pick on you all during school? All during school, you grew up with kid. Um, who had picked on you and everything? Maybe not to the 
extent of physically bullying, but you get the idea. And then years later, they come back around and they have life. Uh, they have a wife and kids, and you know they come up to you and want to make amends. And you're kind of leery of that because, you know, maybe for good reason. You know, like I said, the said wife and kids. And plus also, he may have, you know, acknowledged the error of his ways and accepted Jesus as the Savior and everything and wants to make amends of all the wrong and he did. And you're still kind of leery, like, okay, is he doing this? Just because, you know, it's, you know, because it's right or, you know, does he want to get, is he going to go back to his old bag of tricks? Like that. And, uh, it has been an interesting sight to see, seeing, uh, President Obama in Cuba and everything, and even Dan Lebetard, whose family, whose parents are from Cuba, you know, he's looking at this kind of leery, like, I don't know about this. You know, seeing this and witnessing what my family's been through, I don't know. So, that sort of thing. Uh, like I said, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Of course, all the Repu- all the Republican candidates for president are, you know, throwing up all sorts of red flags. And especially since the day of the game, there was an attack in Brussels, Belgium. And by the way, we want to send our thoughts and prayers to the people of Belgium. Uh... We know your pain here in Oklahoma, you know, with all the, with the uh, murder bombing and everything that we experienced. We know your pain uh, there in Belgium. We stand with you. We're praying for you for healing and restoration and everything else. So, and all the, okay, getting back to President Obama. Uh, being in Cuba the day of that attack and all the Republican candidates like, why should you be in Cuba with this? You should be at home and blah, 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 blah. I'm not really going to get into that. You know, not, I'm not going to address the big GOP elephant in the room. I'm just saying. I'm going to leave that one alone. Uh, that is it on sports news. When we come back, we've got some TV news and the Oklahoma Media Roundup, including a follow-up to the NCIS story and uh, some people new to Oklahoma and everything else. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kyle's Comments. Uh, I am Robert Kyle. This is the TV News and the Oklahoma Media Roundup. And um, we are 
heading into the home stretch here. You know, I've, been, I've mentioned on the podcast before that um, Michael Weatherly, who has been who has played uh, NCIS agent Anthony Donozo for basically since the pilot episode. Uh, way back in the 2003, uh, 2003-2004, uh, he is going to be leaving the show and doing some projects for CBS. As a matter of fact, he's already signed up to do a project based on Dr. Phil. That's going to be interesting. But anyway, and there are, there are trying, and the folks at NCIS are looking for replacements uh, replacement for him, including a uh, no-nonsense uh, special agent named Tess. Well, they have found who will be playing Tess, and uh, even though it may not be the name actress they're looking for, they have been looking for, but it's going to be interesting. Uh, Sarah Clark who you might know from the who might who you might know from 24 and also played Kirsten Stewart's mom in the tri, in the uh, Twilight films she is going to be playing Tess Monroe a quick quick-witted tough and shrewd special agent who recently transferred to DC from New York City um And she will be joining the team, like, uh, two episodes from the uh, season finale and hopefully be a series, series regular when season 14 rolls around. Um, according to a character description, Tess is a multiple divorcee who is as sexy as she is strong. Tess has no kids, but she uses her fellow agent's family beneath a no-nonsense no nonsense shell, and I can hardly talk today. I don't know why. Tess has a big heart. She believes in honor and justice and doing what's right, and she'll fight to protect those values, her team, and with fierce determination and a tinge of sarcasm along the way. Um, like I said, uh, Sarah Clark has been on twenty uh, on the show twenty four, playing Nina Myers. And she also appeared on Bosch, The Tomorrow People, COVID Affairs, Men of a Certain Age, with NCIS New Orleans' Scott Bakula, I might add, and in the Twilight franchise. Um, for now, Clark is booked as the guest star, and Montessa will appear on the final two episodes of NCIS's current season, but it's possible that she could become a series regular. And the question is, will she be able to fill the void? Left by Tony Denonso, a.k.a. Michael Weatherly. I guess we'll find out when those episodes air. Uh, coming around to... Around April or May. Of course, NCIS Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock Oklahoma time on your local CBS affiliate. And speaking of local and CBS affiliates, that good seg into the Oklahoma Media Roundup. Uh, there is a new reporter on News 9, 
Her name is uh, Tiffany Liu. Uh, she is a California native. They haven't got the um, bio up on her her bio up on the News Nine website yet, but uh, she's been doing some uh, story. And her stories have been about well, uh, a bunch of Air Force cadets helping with the Habitat for Humanity house and. Uh, she did do some reporting on the Yukon money crisis that I mentioned earlier in the show and um, among other things. So check her out. Tiffany Liu, her last name is spelled L-I-O-U. Um, she's normally on the 5 and 6 o'clock newscast. Her reports air on the 5 and 6 o'clock newscast. So check her out. Uh, I've already welcomed her to Oklahoma on Twitter, um, which, by the way, she is at Tiffany Liu Nine, Tiffany L I O U Nine. So, anyway, welcome Tiffany. Uh, love seeing your stories already, and hope to see lots more. Um, one little bit of a. Radio news to mention, and uh, not Oklahoma City, Tulsa, but down in Lawton. Um, KVRW 107.3, uh, they had been like a classic hit station, and um, this week they, uh, they flipped their format to uh, 107.3 Pop Crush. And they're positioning themselves as Lawton's number one hit music station. Of course, somebody might um, at uh, KMGZ Magic 95 might take some offense to that because they've kind of been that for the longest time. Uh, of course, Pop Crush is... The CHR channel, the kind of the top 40 channel of Town Square Media, which also has a uh, country site called Taste of Country. Uh, it's part of their thing. So uh, 107.3 Pop Crush out of Lawton. Uh, like I said, it was Classic Hits, but now they switched it. And... Maybe somebody can listen to it and see if it stands up. Like I said, you know, yeah. anyway. One more bit of news before we wrap this up. We want to give a big uh, muscle tov to News Channel 4 morning meteorologist Emily Sutton and her husband Michael Zumaley. Uh, they got married this weekend at the uh, Oklahoma History Museum in... Oklahoma City, Michael is a uh, firefighter from uh, with the Moore Fire Department, so props to Emily and Michael, best wishes, and may they have many wonderful years together being a fire native, or something like that. Anyway, congrats to Emily and Michael, and that'll do it. For this uh, edition of the podcast this week. Again, all the ways you can contact me 
on email, rjkeilok at gmail.com. Facebook, facebook.com slash rjkeil. Twitter, I am at rjkeil. On Instagram, rjkeilok. And the uh, written blog, rjkeilok.blogspot.com. Hope everybody has a great Easter weekend. Uh, be sure to attend a service at a church this weekend. And I would say attend the church of your choice, but that's not up to you. That's up to where God thinks you might plant. Anyway, we'll talk to you next week in Kyle's comments. Until then, take care. Say ya.